0: Welcome back to Elevate with Elise, the podcast where we're learning to navigate the shitstorm we call life and elevate ourselves while doing it. I'm excited to bring you episode two. I know I promised a special guest, but due to scheduling conflicts, you're stuck with me, myself, and I. So let's have some fun. So episode two, I really wanted to talk about something that's actually going on in the media right now with the Olympics. Uh, and it's talking about Simone Biles and you know, the choice to you know, put her mental health before competing in the Olympics, which I think is awesome. So one thing she said that, that really stuck with me that I'm going to kind of dive into this podcast is you know, she quoted, physical health is mental health. And I could not agree with her more. Uh, so we're going to dive in. We're going to talk a little bit more about mental health, what I do, what triggers are, and just how to get through it. So, first, I want to talk about you know how prevalent and how many people in our entire world suffer from any type of of mental health issues. Uh, you know, about two hundred and eighty four million people have anxiety in in the world, and this is from pulling from world data in two thousand and eighteen. Um, about 50% of all Americans actually suffer from some type of mental illness. Uh, and anxiety disorders is the most common one um, that we see um, throughout the world. So, and even if you don't identify with a mental illness, everyone has been through a tough time where where they feel like their, their mental health isn't where it should be. So I really, really admire Simone Biles on taking a step back. Uh, you know, she knew herself, she knew her body. Her, she said, my my mind and body, you know, weren't in sync. So she didn't want to quit her, her mind and body because they weren't simply in sync. So I think that is very admirable. Uh, she also mentioned that, you know, being at the Olympics is, is a huge trigger for her. And we'll talk later. But, you know, triggers are things that really start amplifying your anxiety or any type of mental illness. So, um, you know, I applaud her for her really taking that time for herself. And she was doing it for herself. She can't a million, million people in the world like are wanting to watch her, but she needs to put herself first. And I think it's horrible. All the criticism she is getting from people saying, oh, she owes it to her country or whatnot. No, she's an athlete. She knows her body. She owes nothing but to herself. Um, and another thing she said, um, which I thought was, was really interesting is, um, you know, she said, it's honestly petrifying trying to do a skill, but not having your mind and body in sync. 10 out of 10 do not recommend. Um, and she actually put this in a caption on her Instagram and that's so true. You know, we don't always think about when we think of health, you know, we think of working out eating right you know maybe not drinking cutting back on sugars whatever um, you know trying to get in shape but also health is the mental side of things and it really has to be in sync in order to you know feel a hundred percent I really applaud her for taking a step back I know she just competed um, in, uh, the, the beam, uh, great. She won a bronze medal. She did that for herself. You know, I applaud her. And I think it's amazing that, you know, now we're, we're starting to talk about mental health more as a country and even the world. Uh, you know, one of the top athletes decided to come take herself out of the most prestigious, you know, event for for athletes there is in the world because of her mental health. And she just wanted to focus on herself, which I think is amazing. And I think she deserves a gold medal for that, for sure. Uh, so let's talk about triggers. So for me personally, I have anxiety disorder, generalized anxiety disorder manifests in, in different ways. Uh, so basically a trigger is, you know, a feeling, a place, a thing, um, you know, something you're doing that can start, uh, you know, triggering uh, your anxiety or or whatnot. So for me, my triggers are caffeine. I have never been a big coffee drinker. And even when I, I start doing that recently, it just doesn't work for me or it starts enhancing my anxiety. I get jittery and it just does not end well for me. So I'm trying to get off caffeine, switch to macho, which I know still has caffeine, but is slowly getting there. Uh, Growing up, I I really didn't have any caffeine. I really didn't start having caffeine on a regular basis uh, starting like this last year, actually. So, you know, that is a huge trigger for me. Um and then in terms of thoughts, you know, I start getting these these negative thoughts in my head. Um and then I start going down like a spiral of like doubting myself and overthinking. Overthinking is my number one thing my that I do uh, for anxiety. That's kind of triggers, you know, a spiral into anxiety or panic attack, you know, overthinking about literally everything, whether that's, you know, a conversation I had with someone at work, a conversation I had something with a friend, what I said, what I shouldn't have said, you know, even thinking about laying in bed, thinking about an embarrassing thing I did like five years ago, my mind is just not, I think of all these outlandish, what ifs, worrying, what not, and it's just hard, you know, once you, you get this thought and, you, and it keeps going, it's hard to stop it. Uh, another trigger for me is, that triggers my anxiety um is nonstop partying. And let's be real, I do love a good, you know, going out, having fun. You know, it's summertime, New York City going out a lot, but just having that balance, you know, if I'm just nonstop partying, that means I'm not getting enough sleep. And sleep is a huge trigger for me. I know I talked about in episode one, um, you know, that man episode I had because I wasn't sleeping for for like a month. So Sleep is really important to me. I actually now take uh, sleeping pills uh, that really um, help me fall asleep because I had this anxiety around not being able to sleep after that whole thing happened to me. So, you know, getting my sleep under control is a huge thing for me to help with with my anxieties. Um, and then another trigger for me is any conflict that I have, you know, whether that's a conflict with a friend, a situation with a family member, you know conflict within dating. I, as an empath, as a former people pleaser, I hate conflict. I absolutely hate it. And if there's any type of conflict in my life, I just overthink, 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 think about how I should have handled it. Maybe I don't even, I avoid the conflict, but it's, it's, it resonates in me. It stays within me. So I'm dealing with that conflict internally. Uh, So recently I started, you know, when I have a feeling or someone hurts my feelings, you know, I'm really trying to be using my voice and being overly communicative because people in your life aren't mind readers. You know, I, I suppressed so many feelings for honestly my whole entire life up until like this past year, or even these past few months. Uh, you know, I started voicing how I feel instead of holding it inside. You know, maybe sometimes you have to have a little conflict um, in a mature, you know, open way. Um, To kind of grow, Um, and then another big one, and this is kind of general for you know maybe me or anyone that has anxiety or other mental illnesses. That this may be a trigger. So personal triggers. So this may come from you know a smell, a place, or even a song uh, that reminds you either consciously or unconsciously of a bad memory or a traumatic event that that happened in your life. So maybe it's a little bit of PTSD. I know something that that was traumatic that happened in my life. Um, I have different triggers based on the situation, um, you know, or if I hear a song that resonated from the time where I was in this this traumatic situation, you know, it, it always brings you back. So there's definitely a lot of different things within your life that that can trigger. So I want you to take a step back. And even if you feel like you have a mental illness or anxiety or whatever, you know everyone still lives in a stressful world and stress is still part of mental illness and stress actually can can start, you know, anxiety or, or lead to other things. So I want you to think about what in your life Triggers you to start feeling stressed or anxious or, or whatever, and just because you have anxiety one time in your life doesn't mean you're gonna have it. You know, your whole entire life could be brought on by a situation, an event, even like seasonal um, is is common as well. So think about that. Think about your triggers, and then maybe just start becoming more self-aware of these triggers. You know, for me. When I realize I'm like nonstop partying, which is fun and it's, it's all about the balance. But then I, I you know, I, I learned to say no to, to different social events and really just take time to recharge and, uh, you know, catch up on my sleep because that is really important to me. And your social life will be there when you get back uh, and feel rested. Uh, so just taking a step back, realizing what triggers you and just acknowledging it and trying to be aware of it um, and learning how to deal with it. So I wanted to talk about tools that I use to help for my anxiety and, you know, mental health and, and putting your mental health first and really um, showing yourself love and really devoting time to improving your mental health. is It's not a one size fits all for everyone. You know, what I do may be completely different than, you know, what my best friend does, or, you know, it's based on you, what brings you joy, what brings you grounded, Uh, So for me, uh, yoga, obviously, Um, I really like to just, when I'm really anxious, you know, I will just put on my favorite music and just flow, Uh, you know, intuitive flow, just move how my body feels like moving. I've now even putting on my favorite music and dancing around. Uh, That feels great, a very big stress reliever. And then meditation. And I know, everyone's like, Oh, I can't meditate. I can't fully clear my mind. And that's just one small portion of meditation. There's so many different types of meditation. Even just sitting down and breathing in through your nose and letting it go through your mouth, just do a few deep breaths. That can be your meditation. That can calm you down. Uh, and that you can do a walking meditation. Like I like to walk along the water and stare at the water and I consider that like a walking meditation and that really calms and relaxes me. Or even just another form of meditation is, you know, staring at an object and just, you know, sitting there thinking and it's okay. Your thoughts can come up and acknowledge these thoughts. Or if you want to get into meditation an easy way to get into it is uh, guided meditation. Uh, so, you know, someone's talking to you, telling you what to think about. So you kind of let go and get out of your, your normal thoughts. Uh, another way that I help uh, my anxiety or my stress levels is sometimes I just like to disconnect from my phone, from Instagram, from r- really everyone in my life. Um, I'm just spending time alone um, and kind of recharging. Uh, being an empath, there I need a lot of alone time because, you know, I do um, you know, always want to be there for people, but sometimes you know taking on other people 's emotions and really you know feeling how what people are going through. I need time to just be by myself, you know have quiet time, not speak to anyone, and recharge uh, and when i 'm doing this, I like to do you know small little things that brings me joy uh for example, um, I think it was last month or the month before, and I had a huge panic attack. I, it was just a combination of a lot of things, just overthinking. I was going through like stressful, transitional times in my life, a lot of changes. So, what what brought me back down to earth is I put on one of the new Pixar movies. Um, Soul is my favorite. I could literally watch that a million times. I cry every time. And then I order my favorite food, which is sushi. Literally could eat sushi every day of my life. And then I lay in my bed naked, eating the sushi watching the movie and for some reason eating sushi naked alone in bed just like calms me I love it it's just you know comb- combining a few of my favorite things sushi being naked and watching movies <laughs> so just find you know fun small ways like that that really calms you um and then learning to say no to social situations which I let's be real everyone has a little bit of FOMO but slowly, I'm starting to learn to say no to things when you really know you're not in the right headspace. And, and when you go to something, like I remember I've been to like a party or out at a bar when I'm really not in a great headspace. I know I have a lot of anxiety. And then it just does not end well. I either overdrink, you know, do, the, do something stupid or just end up having a really bad night, which I could have been staying in, recharging, catching up on my sleep. So it's okay to say no. It's okay to not answer someone's text. It's okay to not answer someone's call. If you just need a second for yourself, take a beat, you know, you put yourself first. And then one thing I wanted to touch on too is, you know, therapy. I know therapy is not for everyone, but I have benefited so, so much from therapy. I started seeing someone regular, I think it was back in January of 2021. And she is awesome, I feel so great after every session. One thing that she said that really stuck with me that I wanted to share is, you know, when it comes to pain, there's two types of pain. There's clean pain, and clean pain is, you know, the normal feelings we get throughout the day. You know, happy, you know, seeing um, a friend or family member you haven't seen in some time. Sad, if you're watching a sad movie, you know, nervous, you're about to do a presentation, all those normal feelings that you have are normal. We're humans. We should be feeling all the feels. And it's okay. I know not everyone is an emotional person who's, you know, really likes to talk about their feelings or whatnot. And that's okay. But still acknowledge, you know, the feelings within yourself and realize, you know, this is normal. All humans feel. And the other type of pain is dirty pain. So what dirty pain is, it's basically judging how you're feeling and you're fighting with this process. So, you know, sometimes recently I've been judging myself if I start feeling anxious or I start feeling um, sad and then I'm like, I shouldn't be feeling like this. I just, you know, started a new job. I got a new apartment. I have amazing friends. I'm going on these trips. And sometimes it's just your your brain saying, you know, I should be feeling like this because I'm grateful for everything that I have in my life, but your brain, you can't control it all the time. So it's okay. You know, it's trying to take a step back and be like, okay, just because I have all these things doesn't mean I can't feel sad or doesn't mean I can't feel anxious. You know, don't judge these feelings that you're having because they're valid. You know, even if it's not the feeling that you want to feel at the right time, don't judge yourself, feel the, the feels. Um, you know, this is easier easier said than done. Another tip that my therapist gave me that I actually started doing that sounds a little crazy, but it does work. Uh, so let's say you get a negative thought about yourself. So for me, recently, before I started this podcast, I started thinking to myself, like, I'm not going to, no one's going to want to listen to me. Like, why am I doing this? I'm going to be a failure. Uh, you know, I'm going to say something stupid. People are going to judge me. And when you have a self-doubting thought or a bad thought or you know any type of thought that you don't want in your head, um, start singing it out loud. So, you know, I hate myself. Sorry, I have a horrible voice, but I do love to sing. So how ridiculous does that sound when you're singing, I hate myself out loud? And then I've actually been doing that and I stop myself and I start laughing and I'm like, okay, why, this is ridiculous. I should not be thinking about this or feeling like this. And it really does help. So I would suggest that you may feel a little silly, but it has worked for me. And then also another way you can help deal with things is, is confide in, you know, friends and family, someone that you feel comfortable with and trust, um, you know, even if they have never dealt with anxiety or mental health, you know, talking to someone, talking to a friend, you know, maybe who has anxiety, or talking to a family member that you know knows you really well, it can also help. Um, you know, lift you up, make you feel a little bit better. And then also, I wanted to talk about you know other ways um, that you can prevent uh, mental burnout. So mental burnout can be for everyone, even if you don't feel like you have a mental illness. So. You know, mental burnout is let's say you're going 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 all the time and you're not taking uh, time for yourself you your working out has fallen to to the wayside you have been eating like crap um, you know you're focusing on everything else but yourself um, so you might start feeling you know a little run down your well-being is is not all there uh, so some things that you know I've done and, and you really take this as your own you can make this what you will, and really change it, and and see you know the signs for you, um, but to not you know get that mental burnout, um, you know I would start journaling before bed, or you know writing out small goals that you want to reach every day or this week to you know just feel like you've accomplished something. Uh, for me, I, I force myself to to go on a walk every day or you know get outside my apartment uh so just finding these little pockets of joy throughout your day that you're really just devoting to yourself or you know whether celebrating you know we're killing it just living in this crazy world right now so you know just doing small things that will kind of boost boost that serotonin in your brain and and help you feel a little bit better is really important to do throughout the day And you might start thinking, you know, when what are signs for for this mental burnout? Uh, And you know, for me, what I started realizing is some signs of this mental burnout could be trouble focusing or remembering things. Um, I pride myself growing up; I would remember so many events, so many random memories that no one else would remember. But recently, as I got older, and you know, I started getting more anxiety. I, I have a memory of a goldfish. I, I forget everything. And since I started getting my anxiety under control recently, my memory has improved, which is great. So now I realize that is one of the signs that I'm going to, you know, mental burnout. Then I start getting that self-doubt, uh, you know, those, those negative thoughts kind of racing in my head. Usually I'm a confident person, uh, I'm a badass bitch is my mantra that I say to myself in the mirror. So once I once I start getting those self doubting thoughts, I'm like, okay, you know, I gotta focus on myself again. Uh, And then you know, a thing that's happened to me as well um, that kind of led to to mental burnout is the lack of motivation or feeling trapped. Uh, You know, I was even feeling the lack of. I love doing yoga and I I love teaching. I was just feeling overwhelming even even doing those those typical things that, that I love doing. Um, and then another thing that you could feel is, you know, feeling attached from detached from people in your life. Um, so those are, you know, some signs you can tell um, when you're going through that, that mental burnout. And maybe take a second and think about, you know, what are some signs you've seen in yourself? Or maybe take a step back and maybe you haven't seen signs, but think about a time where you were really stressed out. And then you can use, you know, Different things that you did, different things that you thought to, to help you in the future, and kind of create um, your own little plan on on how to prevent uh, this this burnout. Uh, becoming more aware of my my triggers, you know, has really put me in tune with my body. So I start noticing things in my body when I'm also, you know, slowly getting to that bad anxiety place. Uh, so for me, and this can manifest in so many different ways for, for some people, uh, for me, when I get very, very anxious or I'm slowly getting very, very anxious, I lose my appetite and I love food. I'm a foodie. I love trying every type of food. I love trying every cuisine from every culture. Uh, I love to eat. I, I, you know I, it's all about the balance i i try and eat healthy but you know i love a good pizza pasta mm, chef's kiss i just lost an appetite even these like past few months when i was very anxious before i got it under control i couldn't eat or when i did eat i was nauseous and i realized after the fact once i got my anxiety under control that this was a trigger. This was a way that my body manifested my anxiety. Uh, you know, other things started popping up within my body that, um, you know, caused stress as well. I actually, I'm 28 years old, but I've had shingles four times in the past year. And for those of you who don't know about shingles, um, if you had chickenpox as a kid, which I did, uh, it lives dormant in your body. Uh, so it can be brought on by by stress. Um, so if you had the chickenpox vaccine, you're good. But yeah, that, that was a rough one. And you know, I went to doctors and the hugest part of the shingles and how it, you know, reactivates your body is, is stress. So that was another thing. So it was really important to get my anxiety under control. So I would stop getting freaking shingles, which knock on wood, I haven't gotten shingles since I think I got it in June to be honest with you, end of June, early July. So I guess it hasn't been that long, but I'm looking on the up and up. I'm feeling less stressed, which is great. Uh, And then just, you know, thinking of ways that that will help you. Uh, I know we kind of talked about, you know, ways you can, tools you can use to help with my anxiety, but think about what small things in your life that bring you joy that you can help. Um, I actually did start going on a low dose of anxiety medication, um, in the past, I think it's the past month. And, you know, for the longest time, I, um, I have nothing against medicine. I take, you know, a sleeping pill every night that has some type of anxiety relief in it as well. So when people in my life take anxiety meds, I think they're very effective. Uh, but I was just, you know, always thought, you know, oh, I can get my anxieties under control myself. I'll do my yoga. I'll do my breathing. I'll do my meditation. But it just wasn't enough. So Went to a doctor, got prescribed anxiety medication. I was nervous that it would, you know, change my sex drive. It would change my mood. And and really it's it's been great. It's only been about a month, but I'm I'm really loving it. Um I don't want to say it on stay on it forever, but you know, slowly um we'll get off of it when I feel like I'm in a great place. Um, but there's no shame in being on, you know, depression meds or anxiety meds. You know, if it works for you, if it works for your body, 100 percent go for it. So that's about all I have today. Um, I just want to, to commend everyone listening, um, even just listening to this podcast and, and talking, thinking more about your mental health is a huge step. And you, you should pat yourself on the back for even starting to, to think, um, you know, if you haven't already, about you know, your mental health and, and what triggers you and, and what you can do to, to really uh, you know, help yourself and your total health, not just your physical health, but your mental health. Uh, so this was so much fun. I love chatting about this. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free um, to DM me, message me on my Instagram, Elise Rose underscore yoga, with any questions, any feedback, any comments, any concerns. Um, please follow on Spotify if you listen. So coming up next week, I promise you I will have an exciting guest. So thank you so much for for sharing this time for me and holding space for me. I love you all and have a great rest of your day and continue elevating.